Today, we're going to talk about something very practical, yes. something a lot of people struggle with, was mm -hmm. how do you get your boys to write? Well, hello, everybody. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical we with did. special lighting effects today. <laughs> we were just about to start this, and the power goes, Yeah, and so we switch everything over to battery-powered, and we're going to use the cell phones for our, uh, our internet connection and streaming, and then it all comes back and up. If the, but if the lighting goes down again, we're going to keep going. All right. We're going to press on. We're going to press on. So anyway, we are coming to you from an undisclosed location in South Carolina where we are working remotely. The nice thing about working from home is that home can be wherever you make it. You know, that was a glorious golden day. When, when we, we realized that. That we could work from the lake as well as we could work from our, our house in the suburbs. That was amazing. Well, and we still take some downtime. You know, when we go to our, our summer quarters, you know, we still take some downtime, uh, particularly in the middle of a busy conference season. Now, this year, it's a busy lack of conference season, but that's another story. At any rate, we, you know, we, yes, we do take some downtime and get some rest. However, we can stay remote for a long time if we need to. So uh, anyway, we are being flexible and leaning into it and... Today, we're going to talk about something very practical, yes. something a lot of people struggle with, was mm -hmm. how do you get your boys to write? How do you get them to enjoy writing? And that's something that I think you have to start right at the beginning and define your terms. Mm -hmm. Because handwriting is different than writing like composition. Exactly. Yes. Yes, it is totally. And so... Um, a lot of boys struggle with just the physical act of writing. Much later than we think they ought to. Mm -hmm. You know, our, the little girls are, may, are writing their names when they're three, and the little boys are, you know, struggling to write their names when they're nine sometimes. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it, that, that's something, it's a small motor skill, even without getting into, um, you know, issues like, like true dysgraphia it's still something that a lot of boys don't really pick up and run with. And so maybe that's a very good first point to bring yes. up. You, you were thinking, I want my son to be able to write good, comprehensible English sentences and paragraphs. You don't mean necessarily that he wrote them with a pen and pencil. Exactly. Because, you know, we've written what, eight books now. And have almost never picked up a pencil. No. You know? Beyond the initial brainstorming, no, definitely not. Mm -hmm. And so it's dragging your hand across the paper is not necessarily a part of composition. And it's really important to realize that mm -hmm. because if we make it all about the handwriting, which is super tempting for us moms to do, make it beautiful, use your best handwriting. Mm -hmm. And it suddenly becomes a chore too big for the boy to handle. You know, one thing about that, I'm, I'm working a little bit to develop some skills with calligraphy. And one of the things one of the, one of the teachers said about it was you need to get out of the idea that calligraphy is just really glorified handwriting. He said, you're not writing, you are lettering. 
you are lettering not going to sit down and just dash off a paragraph. This is something that's no. going to be much more precise and it's supposed to be artistic, not just a way to you record your thoughts. But see, when you're writing ink composition, you want to record the thoughts. That's, that's the what's important, important not the way that it looks. Right. And that's so hard, but we've got to separate those two mm -hmm. because when we do, we make things easier. For one thing, your boys will like handwriting more if they're not having to do so much of it that it's killing them, that their hands are hurting, mm -hmm. that they're stressed out because boys develop small motor skills later than girls do. And that's not, that's normal. That's, that's normal. Natural. It's a part of de development. It, it's not something to be, you know, overly concerned about. No. Okay. And, and you know, your mm -hmm. boys develop large motor skills earlier than the girls. You know, right. Your boys may be comfortable pitching a ball or, you know, doing big muscle things, climbing a tree mm -hmm. much earlier mm -hmm. than your girls are. And, and boys and girls have imagination and, yes. you know, you can encourage it. Now I've, I've known some people who have really squelched their kids imagination, but you know, kids very naturally want to make up stories. They want to describe things. They want to give you a narrative. They, they will create fantastic stuff, you know, fanciful things. And if we are willing to, you know, guide that, you know, to accept it and lean into it as a blessing with some direction and help, you know, that's a, that really is a good thing. I think that, I think that's a form of inventiveness. Oh, it is. Absolutely. That, that's something that encourages the creativity. So kind of coming back around to quote writing, as we'd say, all right, if kids naturally want to tell stories, then we need to help them learn how to organize stories, right? Well, let's not get that far just yet. All right. First, let's talk about the, I want to talk a little bit more about the fact that writing does not have to be a part of it because people are saying, I mm -hmm. don't understand. Mm -hmm. You can have him dictate it. Like you can literally have him dictate what he wants to write mm -hmm. and you type it for him mm -hmm. and you may be thinking, Oh no, I, Oh, this sounds too horrible. Mm -hmm. It's really mm -hmm. way easier than getting him to hand, write it by hand, <laughs> like mm -hmm. way easier. Yeah. And when, when he dictates it, when he gets used to that, if you type it for him and then print it out so he can see it and read it, mm -hmm. that's so motivational because he realizes, Oh my word, I really can write. Mm -hmm. I can, I can create a paragraph. Mm -hmm. I can create an essay and it looks good. It sounds good. It makes sense. And for a lot of boys, they don't really even believe they can do that yet. Mm -hmm. And so when you say, okay, look, you talk, I'll write, I'll type mm -hmm. or I'll write and you write it for him. That takes that developmental issue of mm -hmm. struggling with the small motor skills out of the loop. Mm -hmm. And for kids that have dysgraphia, you might need to do that. Several that had dysgraphia and we had to, um, had to do school. And in fact, they're using addition and typing in college and being very successful at it. Mm -hmm. you know, winning awards and, you know, being and they're on the Dean's list because that physical connection of the small motor skills, getting the ideas from your head hmm. to your fingers doesn't work well for them. 
and that's why you need to take some alternate channels. You know, we had, we're not going to go too far afield here, but we did have, we had one son who was really terribly just graphic and struggled and struggled to get sentences down on paper. And then his, when his, his uncle upgraded his office equipment, he passed down his outdated laptop to our son and he learned the keyboarding skills and it set him free. Oh, it was amazing. He was 15. He went from struggling to get out a few sentences to writing like 15,000 words in a month on his own novel because it used a different part of his brain, a different connection to be able to type rather than write. And that's all it took for him. Right. And because the, the handwriting part of it was so laborious for him, it derailed his train of thought. But when he yeah. learned how to, how to, I want to say type, I'm old fashioned, but when he learned those keyboard skills, you know, he could enter on a keyboard so much faster than even somebody who's very comfortable writing is going to be able to write. And so as his brain is firing off all those ideas, he can just capture them, just pour them out. And, so, and what's interesting is that once boys figure out that they can mm -hmm. really write, really lots of times that takes some of the fear out of it when they do have to write by hand because they know this is a task they can do. Mm -hmm. And so first, the, the first thing of a, a boy who hates writing is disconnect handwriting and writing. Mm -hmm. Let him type, take dictation, but disconnect those two. Mm -hmm. But another thing is to engage him in what he's interested in. Because well, he's already thinking about it. Haven't we all written those stupid writing assignments where they get, I remember our teacher gave us a journal. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to write in the in your journal every day. Now, you know me, I am a born writer. I did. I narrate my life in my head. Right. Right. I, I like to die. It was the most boring inane, lame thing I'd ever done because she gave us topics to write on. She gave you prompts. She gave us prompts every day and how they were terrible. They were absolutely wretched. Mm. Now, haven't y'all had that where everybody's had that the teacher hands you a prompt and your heart sinks. <laughs> you know I say all my creativity was just squashed by that mimeograph sheet you handed me. When you look at it, you think I got nothing. I've got nothing here. Nothing at all. Yeah. So, so, and so realize mm -hmm. that because they give you prompts in your writing curriculum does not mean you have to use those prompts. Now you may find one that's just perfect for your yes. kids, but you don't don't assume that those are you know scientifically chosen or something because they're not, <laughs> and they're all different. You know, you've got you've got one child who's all about horses, you've got one child that's all about race cars, you've got one child that's all about the Revolutionary War. You know, it, it's they all have different things which have engaged their minds and their yes, their imaginations. And so when you go to that child and say you know that thing you're thinking about all the time anyway, when you're supposed to be doing your math, I want you to turn it loose and write about it. Yes. And especially in the middle school years when you're having trouble motivating them to like do life, um, <laughs> grabbing mm -hmm. hold of those obsessions of theirs, the things that they love can really help in that area. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a son who was passionate about raptors it was all he could think about birds of prey. Mm -hmm. And when I went from, instead of tell me your three favorite foods or whatever mm -hmm. to 
tell me your three favorite raptors and what makes them unique. He was all about it. Mm -hmm. And again, once they find out that they can write and write well, then the time will come that you can give them the boring prompt in AP history and they can run with it because they'll understand this is something I can do. Well, you know, that's something that they tell you in creative writing courses. And that's something I think any professional writer will tell you. It's going to be easiest to write about the things that you know. The things you're, you're already interested particularly in. Particularly the stuff that you already know is going to make, make your writing so much more convincing than the stuff that you had to kind of, uh, you know, generate on demand. And yes. so, so yeah, engage there. First off, separate handwriting from the top composition exercise. Yes. Secondly, engage the things they want to be talking about, want to be communicating anyway. Yes. Okay. And, and with boys, that's often practical things. They might, he might be a storyteller, but often boys love nonfiction. They love practical, useful things. And in fact, giving them an assignment to write something that they can use, mm -hmm. you know, why don't you write me an email and ask about this model that you want to buy? Mm -hmm. You know, why don't you um, write a thank you note to grandma for that money she gave you last week? And she might give you some more, you know? <laughs> well, you know, I remember, you know, when I was, when I was growing up, I read, I read my share of fiction of one thing or another, but I, I love the nonfiction stuff. I read all of those, those books about aircraft and those books about scientific exploration and those books about history of, of, you know, famous generals or whatever. I read all kinds of that sort of stuff. And I, I think that, yeah, I think that boys like to think about the world yeah. out there. You know, they're not so much about the emotions and relationships. They're about the actions and the achievements and the, building of stuff. And yes. so, you know, that's, that's a good thing, you know, getting them to write something that has a practical application to them. You know, it's just the same as doing word problems in math. You know, that's a powerful thing in math when you say, okay, now we taught you how to calculate area. What do you use that for? Let's talk about how you would calculate the size of your backyard, if you were going to purchase seed or if, you know, how much paint would you need to cover the, the woodshed or whatever, you know, you start to say, this is how you use that tool that you've just learned. And knowing that the tool has a use makes that tool a lot more valuable. And writing is no different than math. And really, it, it, that's so true. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to take a little bit of a little short break after the break in the next part, part two, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about ways to practically teach your son the mechanics of writing how do you go about actively teaching him to write and so stay tuned for that we would like to encourage you to check out craftsman crate craftsman crate is our subscription box mm -hmm. that teaches artisanal skills to it started out being teenage boys now it's teenage girls and grown women and elderly Grand, fathers grandfathers and, and, and everybody and, is loving it yeah. right now. It's exploded during this time that we're all home with a little extra time on our hands. Mm -hmm. Check out craftsmancrate.com and you can use the coupon code new crate 1010 to get $10 off your first box. Okay, so welcome back. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And this episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical, we're talking about the practical uh, way to get your son writing, to get your to get your boys 
at least not to fight when you have a writing assignment to give them, to ask them, I want you to put words together and set them down on paper or on a screen in an orderly fashion. Yes. Ah, ah, that's the run, screen. most yeah. terrible thing ever. Um, yeah. We're going to, in the first part, and if you missed that, go back and listen to the first part. In the first part, we talked about mm-hmm. how to separate handwriting from composition, from the writing part of mm-hmm. writing and how to, um, how to motivate him to write, how to, what kind of things get your boys writing. It's the thing to get your boys excited. It is. It is. Okay. And although, you know, one thing we forgot to mention is competition. Competitions have been very motivational to our boys. You know, boys love competition. And you know, even if they don't seem to be the very competitive type yet, somehow it engages them. Well, sometimes even they don't seem to be the very competitive type because they're afraid they'll lose. Hmm. And when they start winning, suddenly you see com- competitiveness come out. I've seen that again and again. Yeah. Okay. But we, we promised them we would talk about the mechanics of teaching them to write. Okay. It really helps to, to think about brainstorming differently than we typically do. I remember my teacher saying, first make an outline. I was like, no. Well, I didn't appreciate it then either. Now I like outlines. I love outlines. Yeah, but... you would. You're an engineer. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Okay. They have they have their place, and they're not the best way. They're particularly not how you start. Student, they, an it's not how you start. Especially a young student. To sit down mm-hmm. and and say, okay, one, two, two, a one. That's not a good place to start. It's a good place to finish right before you start writing, but not a good mm. place to start. So, how do you brainstorm? Well, we like to brainstorm using a method called content webs. Mm-hmm. Basically, what you do is you get a big sheet of paper or a whiteboard or a chalkboard or something. We used the side of a box one time. Yeah. And a marker. Mm -hmm. And you start talking about your topic. You just take your topic, whatever your subject is going to be. um, Pick a subject. Talking, teaching boys to love writing. Okay. So you put that in the center of your field, whatever it is. And, and draw a and circle then, around it. That's your, that's kind of your center nugget, your center nugget. And is, you say, okay, well, what, what do we need to tell them about this? We need to tell them, oh yeah, the problem of handwriting. And you okay. write that and put a circle around it and you connect mm-hmm. it to the first one. Mm-hmm. You say, oh yeah, we need to teach, talk to them about motivating boys to write. Okay. Mm-hmm. Make a circle, draw a line. Yeah. And then say, well, what do we need to teach them about motivating to write? Well, we want to talk about competition. Yeah. Draw a little circle over there and yeah. make a line. Uh-huh. We want to teach them about, Topics they love, mm-hmm. write that down, draw a line. And it ends up looking like a big spider web, right? Mm-hmm. But the cool mm-hmm. thing about it is add, it doesn't limit you. You can jump from topic to topic. And because you can jump from topic to topic, it's a lot easier to come up with ideas rather than saying, what do I want to say about that? If you can't think of something about that, look at another part of the page. Yeah. And, and you know, when it's you're... It's much more the way our brains work. Yeah, you're gathering stuff together and you're kind of making piles of it. Right. You're not right. really you're organizing it. You're just classifying it, not organizing it yet. Right. You're just kind yeah. of connecting the things that are connected, making piles, and it's like it's a mess. It's a mess when we do this. Well, sure it is. But then organization emerges. You start to see, yeah, this is a big chunk. And maybe yeah. it needs to be treated in two sections rather than one. Or maybe you 
maybe you say, huh, I need to get some more points to attach to these other chunks yeah. so that they're not one that's overwhelming. But usually you can look and you can say, okay, you know what? We've got three major points here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those are going to be our three points. And then our sub points are the things attached to them. Mm -hmm. And it makes it really easy. From that point, you can, if you're teaching formal outlining, you can turn that into an outline. Okay. Mm -hmm. But what you want to do next is you want to teach them a simple formula for writing an essay or paragraph for an essay. Okay. Uh -huh. Now, because we all look at the blank sheet and go, Blank. Blank. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so we want we want to say, okay, you're gonna first want you, you're gonna want an introductory an introductory sentence. That's gonna tell me, get me interested in what you're talking about. It's gonna mm -hmm. introduce your subject. Mm -hmm. And if we're writing a paragraph, you're not gonna need to enunciate what points you're gonna have. You're gonna you're gonna introduce the subject in a paragraph or two, mm -hmm. and then you're going to, I mean, a, a sentence or two, mm -hmm. then you're going to introduce your first point and a couple of points of evidence, your sub points, your second point, a couple of point, points of evidence, your third point, a couple of points of evidence, and then a conclusion sentence. Mm -hmm. So it's really simple. And that can be a five sentence paragraph, mm -hmm. or it could be a long paragraph. And it very easily becomes a three paragraph essay where you have a paragraph of introduction. You have an introduction an introductory sentence. Mm -hmm. You have a sentence that tells what, what's coming up, what, what your major points are going to be. And then something to keep you reading. And then you have a main body and you're going to discuss your points in the main body with their sub points. And then a conclusion paragraph that sums up what you said and drives it home. Okay. And that very easily becomes a five paragraph essay that has an introductory paragraph that has the same thing as introduction of the three paragraph essay, mm -hmm. a paragraph for each point where you introduce the point mm -hmm. and then you talk about that point and you share one piece of evidence for that point, mm -hmm. a second piece of evidence for that point and then conclude the point. And you have a paragraph like that for each point and then a conclusion paragraph that sums up your points and then drives them home. Yeah. And when you explain that very simple, simple that there, there's a formula. Now, when they get to be excellent writers, then they're going to be able to switch the pieces around and, and do some unique things. But just having a simple pattern to follow will take away so much stress. Because if you take that simple pattern and then you take the brainstorming you did mm -hmm. and you say, I don't know what to say. What's my first point? Oh, there's a, there's a circle there with a lot of attachments. That's my point. Okay. My point is this. Mm -hmm. Here are my sub points. My point is that you need to motivate boys to write differently than you've been motivating them. You can motivate them through competition. Boys love competition. Get the boys, particularly middle school students have a lot of tend to have obsessions. You can incorporate those obsessions mm -hmm. into their writing. And so you begin the, the writing grows very naturally. Mm -hmm. You're not staring at a blank. You know what you need. You know where to go to get it. Well, let me, let me throw this out. Okay. As a trained engineer and former military officer, um, you know, I can understand where a young guy might be, maybe a young preteen could be forgiven for thinking I'm going to, 
I'm going to be an astronaut. Why do I need to learn to write essays? And, and let me say as you know, somebody who's been that route, not an astronaut, but at least been in, been in a field that's not known for, for its writing. I found that the ability to write well, um, opened up a lot of opportunities that I never really, I, I wouldn't have even thought about, you know, because as I worked in different industries and different companies and different, different locations, they needed somebody who had the technical understanding to go make things happen in the, the process, whatever the manufacturing was, but somebody had to write up what was done, what was discovered, what was fixed, what was invented. Somebody, somebody had has to, to apply for the patent. Someone has to apply for the grant. Yeah. And, and you might be a brilliant engineer, but you've got to get it through the non-technical management levels of the place that you're working. You've got to be able to take the complex information and explain it to lay, lay people. Or you won't get the funding and you won't get the reward. And so to have that ability to be able to write and also to be able to get inside your reader's head and think, how is, how is a non-technical person going to read this? How's a person who knows nothing about birds of prey going to understand what I'm about to tell them? You know, how does a person who has never considered weather prediction going to understand what I'm about to describe for them? When you start thinking about your reader that way, that is going to take your writing to the next level. So that's something, that's something you could tell your boys as they're getting a little older. Say, so you know what? This is a skill that will open doors. It's like a secret handshake that you will be able to communicate ideas to people and get them on your side. So true. Before we go, can I say something though about bibliographies? Absolutely. It is. It will help your child so much in high school and college. If you teach them when they're researching a topic, maybe they're borrowing your, maybe it's a 10 year old borrowing your iPad, looking things up, mm -hmm. teach them how to cut, to copy and paste every URL they go to mm -hmm. and how to paste it into a, into a note. Mm -hmm. And then when that, once they've written, show them how to go and take that and go to someplace like easybib.com and convert it into a bibliography mm -hmm. because that's the next step in writing. You know, we learn how to write sentences and then paragraphs and then essays. And then we learn how to, to write them with bibliographies and annotated bibliographies saying, mm -hmm. okay, I use the, this is how I use this source. This is what I learned from this source. And that's what takes them able to get the good grades in college and able to compete. And you know, that's one of those things I remember just, oh, I hated it. I hated it in high school. But I've, but, e I've explained it to my kids though, Hal, yeah. that the reason that we do this is your scholarship isn't worth much if it's just your opinion. And if you have to go back and prove it, you want to be able to say, you know what? I, I read that somewhere. And so I didn't just make it up. But how can I prove that I read it somewhere? How many times have we read a research study, mentioned it in an online session or something, and yes. later wanted to include it in a book and had a battle to find it again? Do you know that we put foot we put footnotes in the background of some of our presentation slides? Nobody sees them but us, but because So we can track down that information again. Because somebody come up and say, Wow, that was interesting. Where did you read that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 oh, it was it was online. Um, but when you, when you look and you can see that, when you can track mm -hmm. back over 
And it helps you just in your writing when you say, wait, mm -hmm. what exactly did that say? I don't remember. But if you have a record of it, you can go back and find it. Yeah. And so teach your kids to do that early and they won't think it's such a big deal. You know, when it's just as easy as cut and paste your URLs, mm -hmm. it's not as big a deal and they'll grow into it rather than hitting high school or college and it's brand new. You know? yeah, it's one of those things. It's so much easier to do it when it's fresh and you just do it as you go along yeah. rather than having to get to the end of the paper and say, oh, rats, now I've got to go figure out my bibliography. Well, let me say this. You can teach your boys to mm -hmm. love to write. Mm -hmm. One of our sons who was all about numbers and did not like writing at all is working on his is working on his dissertation for his doctorate right now. And he's loving it. He's enjoying it. He's enjoying the research. He's, he's an excellent writer. You can teach your boys to love writing mm -hmm. and it takes, sometimes it takes some extra work. You got to be willing maybe to take dictation. I took dictation for that boy a bunch. Mm. You know, it may be that you're going to have to change your prompts come up with some new ways to motivate him, get him involved in some competitions, do some practical things mm -hmm. and teaching them practical, fun and easy ways to brainstorm. And then simple, simple formulas for putting, taking that brain, that information they brainstormed and putting it into an, into a standard format that everyone can understand. Well, that's helpful. And we do appreciate you joining us here. You know, we're, we're talking about all kinds of things. This is sponsored by the ultimate homeschool podcast network. And so sometimes we're going to be talking about homeschooling issues, but you know, whether you homeschool, whether your child's in a, in a, a bricks and mortar Academy or any other educational venue, this is a skill that you can help They've promote. All got to learn to They've write. all got to learn to do it. And um, so look, I've got something I'd like to, I'd like to offer to okay. our people. Can I do this? Sure. Okay. We'd I have like no to, idea what he's talking uh, about. Yeah, I'm going to surprise everybody. Okay. Including me. I'd like to run just a little experiment here, and I can't guarantee what's going to happen next. But I have established a voicemail for our program. Did you okay, know that? I know. I didn't I know did. that. Yes, I have a voicemail number. So if you have, if you would like to leave a comment, or if you've got a question or an idea for the for another something episode, something you'd like for us to talk about, something you'd like for us to 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 uh, talk about then I want to encourage you to go to our Google voice number. It's 919-295-0321. I'll repeat that again. We'll put it on the screen if you're going to be listening, watching this on YouTube. It's going to be 919-295-0321. We would love to hear from you. We would. All right. Check us out at RaisingRealMen.com and at CraftsmanCrate.com for our subscription box. Mm -hmm. And this has been Hal and Melanie. We thank you for joining us. Take care, y'all. Bye-bye now. Bye.